0: Subconscious mind, my lords, my ladies, gentlemen, have you ever swung along a beautiful country road with a gleam of sweet life in the air, groovy with gold in your pocket, riding a wild set of wheels at an easy pace? (sighs) Are you there? What's going on, everyone? Hope everyone is well. Welcome to Rambulee, Gourmet Rambling. I'm your host, Quasi Joe Blow. Appreciate you guys coming through today. Um, this episode is called Dream Chased. It's just, a, you know, I'm always punning words and whatever, but Dream is for dream chasers and people genuinely pursuing their dreams and uh, the things people go through. I've always been particularly interested you know, I would just, when when uh, Wikipedia came out and became a thing and they would post stuff about, like, famous people or just people who made an impact on history, I was always just interested in that part and, like, what happened before you blew up, you know, before it happened. I've always, that's why I love, you know, rappers and stuff, how they talk about their life and stuff and what they were going. It's so crazy for me to even see some of them where it's like, man, they talk about some of the things they've been through and then... I mean, you got like 10 Lamborghinis, jeez! I mean, I know all of them don't have that, but just, you know, like the real, you know, the, the actual rich people that, you know, out of rap and stuff, so, yeah, um, I'm a person that has been a person who was, uh, chased my dreams probably ever since I was a kid, I think it started when, um, I fell in love with basketball, and, um. The only thing about that was this was about fourth grade, fifth grade. I was like real chubby and I wasn't good, but, you know, I know I really went hard and uh, Allen Iverson was my favorite player among other people, but he was like the one person that I really watched and obsessed over. And I learned and watched him and learned from other stuff. I was really into N1 basketball too. And so, I would spend a lot of time just practicing and getting good and devote my time to that. And, um, I didn't, you know, I got decently good. And so that always instilled something in me. It just, like, genuinely put it in me from there. Like, if you want something, just go get it, you know. I know I had, you know, football, basketball. It was just stuff where, you know, especially football was a – not something I put a lot of focus on, but it was something – um there was an interim period between like seventh and eighth grade where I played it a lot and that's really where I got my toughness and agility and all that from but it went on to basketball so rambling on about it it's just uh that was point where it just established that dream chaser within me because like you know I played with some pretty good players and I never played on any team or anything I just played uh, um at this YMCA downtown and like I mean, people who I played with, people who went on to be in the NBA, who were playing college ball. I played against some pretty good players, and you know, held my own. So that just you know, surprising my own self. So you know, it was uh that was the beginning of me just really realizing if you genuinely want something, just it may take time, it may take years. It just really, I'm very grateful for that time I spent like just wanting to get good at basketball because um, like it really showed me if you want something, go get it. And so, if you fast forward into, like, you know, more like maybe 18, 19, 20, after I got out of high school, and when I graduated high school, it was, um, it was a different feel for me. I started realizing, like, I can, you know, I felt like I had to think and feel within the guidelines of what wouldn't get my ass kicked by my mother, you know, wouldn't get me my ass kicked by my mother, but, you know, I, um... You know, when I went to college, I was just feeling just like, you know, like about myself and my thoughts and feelings and who I could be. And I really spent a lot of time. And this is why in college, college, as soon as I went, I don't know what it was. I just realized it wasn't for me. Like I was going to school to be a brain surgeon and I was smart enough with the information. I got there and just like, you know, after I mean, I met doctors that were just telling me, don't do this with your life. You seem like a nice person. So it was just a lot of genuine point up experiences where i was just like in college where i was just kind of like huh i began to explore my feelings so i start writing and um i wrote a you know i published a book and um of poetry and it even got like nikki giovanni like i sent a copy to her well i went to one of her shows when she came to my town in dayton ohio and um she did a show downtown and uh I was able to meet her and give her a book, and she like wrote back. She was like, You know, I really like, you know, she, you know, she liked to write. And then I was like, Whoa. So I had never done anything creative in my own right by my own self. And that was another step towards being like, Man, go for this shit. Then I got into clothing lines, and um, I got into that because um, I remember looking in college, not really knowing. I was more like an East Coast dude, I liked a lot of East Coast music. I was really fascinated by New York City, but um i uh I just got hip to like West Coast culture where like kids coming up with just dope t shirts and like impacting culture, people lining up, you know, I was like just thrown off by the whole thing, like skaters and the skater culture with that mixed in with fashion and i was just like whoa like i was entranced by like how people were coming up how people were expressing themselves how dope a lot of the designs were around then so this was between about 2005 2006 7 and so you know i got into the clothing line thing it did decently well you know it, uh, i sold shirts all over the world in england south america um think some and you know i mean all over the united states it wasn't anything that caught on really big i guess like in like a crowd of people in fandom but like all these individual people from here or there were just kind of like man this shit is really sweet man and i you know i was able to maintain that and so i it that was another thing keep going so what i'm um i'm sorry what am i what i'm trying to do here is like you know why is he rambling on like this i'm just trying to give a chronological point that gives to when I've met met the thing that like I fell in love with and so I was good at a lot of things and so um I did the clothing line I did the book you know I mean I had done all through school I mean I was doing motivational speaking to you know young black you know kids in elementary like I got a little thing going on for my own creativity you know I'm always I've always been proud of myself because like I do everything by myself fund everything by myself and uh and you know like I I, I've I've always been happy with my success like you know I maybe you know I have a you know I had a child so I had to order college or bills and my mother had cancer so I had a lot on my plate that was just all in college so but you know I couldn't sometimes sometimes I had to just leave the creativity to take care of real stuff and and personal stuff so but I was doing it all by myself and uh you know I've always been proud of that—not just to doing it by myself, just like to be able to take on the challenge. And you know, you know, and, uh, as my mom would say, be the palm tree. Like you know, sway with the wind. Don't don't sway with the wind. Don't uproot yourself. Like you know, even when the storms or whatever. So I was always proud of how tough I realized I was at going out there dealing with harsh things and then still be able to maintain a high level of creativity and focus on me. You know, it, it made me feel like almost like I was like a superhero you know I got kind of addicted to it and so then my mom passes and she passes pretty bad at cancer and um you know um I'm kind of really I mean you know me and her were like best friends and we were really close and so and I had two younger brothers you know I got two younger brothers we were really close so it was just really bad for us going through that and um i was be up at night and needing something to do i didn't know what to do with my mind or myself so um i picked up a camera and um my father he was a really good photographer he did all kinds of stuff so it's just full you know it's just full you know me and my father don't have much of a relationship but um we uh like I, I, I could just fully attribute like he passed that down to me so I started taking pictures and I mean I got you know truly addicted obsessed you know I wanted I had never I wanted to be good at other things but like you know I started studying people like Helmut Newton and Ellen Von Onworth and uh, Guy Bourdin, and You know, a lot of people that were like heavy hitters and, you know, in the photography on a high level that a lot of people, you know, don't care about or know about or, you know, or probably don't understand. So I wanted, like, I was obsessed. I felt like I could do the job that they did, but I could do it better. And that wasn't anything, like, personal to anything of their work because I'm like, you know, I've always respected what you know, these photographers I mentioned and other people. But, you know, they were, like, I was obsessed with it. And I never had anything to go. Like, nah, I go, like, all of that time I spent basketball, books, and clothing, all of that stuff just kind of added up to the, um, like, you know, like the ability to have the, the stamina or the focus or the just sheer will to say, hey, man, you can do this. So, you know, I... The only thing that got in the way that you know photography is an expensive thing if you want to do it even just to travel so I uh, had that problem I was broke and then um, I didn't have a lot of money and I started realizing you need to travel you need to go out and because I start, I didn't even realize what kind of photography I wanted to do I just start realizing that man, you got to go out into the world and it takes money time And a lot of the time I was just in a real messed up position after college, couldn't find a good job. And, you know, and so I'm a person that's always like fashion. Uh, I always couldn't afford the things that I really like, but I was obsessed with the concept of it. And so it just dawned on me one day, like, why aren't you trying to like pursue fashion photography? Like, and so. The immediate thing that happened with that was i like movies a lot i'm really obsessed with the whole concept of cinema as well and so i knew off off rip that i wanted it to be like movies and i wanted it to have like a sense of like character to it and uh so i'm sorry for pausing i just um under I had like a like a eureka like man you love fashion you you love photography what the hell so I just became like you know like obsessed with trying to pursue like you know like this idea that I could be really good like really good and come up with a whole new concept and so um I had, like, friends and stuff that, like, I was having all these thoughts. And one thing I appreciate about my friends, I don't even know if they know, like, they would always say the things I was thinking. Like, I'd be thinking about it, and they give a good idea, and I'd be like, man, I was just thinking about that, or I was just pondering on it. And I would always be like, man, my friends are, like, the best because I feel like they were confirming what, like, God was trying to tell me, you know? And so... I, um... I had one friend in particular, and uh, he did something. I don't even know if I've ever told him. It just, like, it blessed me to this day, where he sent me a text. He would always encourage me, and I would appreciate that. And um, I uh, he sent me a text. He had all these things that great photographers should try to be or try to do. And I, it was, like, a hundred things, and one of them stood out to me. And it was making the mundane beautiful. And so... Th- all these things are kind of happening day by day, week by week. I was having all these eureka's and these things that were standing out to me. And uh, from there, I always kind of like you know. I mean, we're well, not from there. Before that, with the clothing line and the book, you know, I had like pursued creativity in a sense but I hadn't like chased it I was always kind of gridlocked to college and my mom was sick so I stayed close. I had a son while I was probably like a sophomore junior in college so I had a lot of things that were just kind of keeping me grounded to a certain place and so um with photography it was like nah because I then start realizing you love architecture you're upset, you know, you've obsessed obsessed with that since you were a kid, and you like character building, I would write out these photo shoots, like, the women were actresses, and give them little tiny, even if it was a paragraph script, or who their character was, and how they were going to act, and uh, from there, I began to really start creating, like, dope, like, well, in the beginning, I could, maybe a photo shoot here and there, so I realized Dayton where I'm from was just a place where I couldn't become what I wanted to become so I wanted to travel to west to west coast and go somewhere totally new. i have been to New York a few times but I'd never been out west at all and uh, so I go out there and um, uh, it's kind of like on a whim too I had like a couple of thousand dollars and then I go I don't even know where I'm going to live I had never done anything like this before and um i was working this crappy job they was talking crazy talking about like i had to work there 14 hours and i was having to get my son up and take him to school And they was looking at me like we don't care and i was doing something weak too like real weak sauce so like it was like feel like filling like the e-liquid things when like you know the vape thing if we were, they were one of the companies that first kind of i want to say they started it but they kind of were like the one innovating the flavors and um and it was like when it wasn't even really, really in stores and we, they were filling this thing out and selling it all, like, all over the United States, really. And I was in this little company and they start blowing up. And so then they start saying, you're going to stay your ass here. And I'm like, man, I got to get my ass to my child. And they kind of said, we don't care. And so one day I went to lunch and uh, and I didn't, you know, I just didn't come back. And so... I go out there, and a friend of mine that always was supportive of my photography, she later on became my assistant, um, she says, you know, it was like, we were both working there, we both kind of quit, because they was on some crazy stuff, and it was like, she was saying that she was going to help me, so I go out there, and, you know, uh, we go out there, we shoot, people were crazy, they were thinking, I had left my kid, and, my family and stuff for the for like my friend man it was like a mess and people were thinking it It was like nah i was just a person that i really understood because in the midwest people are really concerned about what other people think and they're really concerned about this image like of them and like they're afraid of so people here are so afraid what other people think or will think or could think and um and, uh, I realized like that was the first thing I had to go in pursuing your dreams. So out of all the things I had done and done business wise or creative wise, I have never like done anything outside the comfort zone of it. So I'm going to LA not knowing anything. Like, I don't know. I've never been there. Uh, the only reason that makes it kind of decent is because my friend, uh, uh, her name's Amanda. I don't, you know, I don't like to tell everybody's name because, you know, I don't know if people want their stuff the name out there, but her name, you know, is Amanda and, uh, she um had some friends out on the West Coast because she went to school out in Phoenix, so we had a person to stay with in Colorado Springs, and we had a person to stay with in California. So that kind of took in Riverside, California, not LA. And so it was all pretty nice because we had these decent places to stop along the way and rest there. And as we go out there and get deeper, I had never even saw like the mountains and the sky and just the whole West Coast vibe. I was like smitten and so we go out there and we get you know we stay with our friends which are good experiences nice people and and then we get to LA and we don't have anywhere to stay so we stay in this hostel which was a crazy thing um it was we stay in this whole one of the hostels we stay in there and uh when we get there is the one of the same, and I like American horror Story a lot. It was the same ho- the American story hotel. it was the same hotel that that was about. And uh, it was creepy. It definitely had a vibe. I didn't know that until after I got there. And I was, you know, creeped out about that. And definitely in, like, how some of, like, a lot of serial killers had stayed there, or people who had been serial killed. It was just an interesting situation. There was a young lady who stayed in a hotel that died there earlier, like a year before we got there. And she was acting very erratic on the elevator from what they show on, like, the video camera. And then, like, she gets off she's acting all weird looking down the hallway like something's coming to get her and then they never see anything she walks off the elevator um you know nothing ever happens and then they find her dead in the water supply uh like some days later or something like that people was complaining about the taste or the feel of the, the smell of the water and so she had somebody had put her up on the roof or somehow and, and they were saying that there was no way she could have lift up the top of the water supply thing and slid herself in she wasn't that strong it was, so it's like man you know i'm staying in this place it was crazy and so you know i'm a person just getting exposed to the la life and crazy and so it was you know la is like beautiful and ugly i feel like at the same time so that's how i think makes it la it's got a lot of crazy shit going on it's got a lot of beautiful things going on and uh i'm taking in la i'm eating like just like not like meeting anybody I'm just meeting people just you know random people and learning LA ways and automatically when I get out there I start receiving love just for having a camera people would look at me like I was a rapist when I was uh, when I was back in you know Ohio and you know then when I go to California it was just a whole different response from people people being interested and like random people who are not like photographers knowing what type of camera what is because everybody's just kind of into cameras out there to some extent because you know how beautiful it is so you know i was very fortunate um like my first couple of days out there i was able to get with hit boy when he came right off the um grammy for like niggas in paris and you know it was like meeting him that was like and that was the moment when i met him and i kind of like that meeting him that was crazy because um like, I would invited, like, on some low-key to this thing to be a photographer for somebody. And um as he was, like, you know, and they were they were, they were were like, man, I need to take pictures of me at this thing. And, and he didn't really tell me what was going on. So then, like, I come to this address, go into this room, walk into this building, and, like, everybody with, like, they're on these computers, and they just kind of stop and look at me. And I'm like, what the hell? And so, you know, I walk in, like, you know, to the, um, Towards the area, and like I hadn't, you know, I've done photo shoots on my own independent, but this was like the first, it was this was through uh, Def Jam's company. uh um, I forget the name of it, but it, it was a company through Def Jam, it's an entertainment company of theirs. And, um, we go in and then they slide this real big warehouse door open and it's like cats like up in there like like chilling like you know they swagging they doing their thing getting themselves prepared for the shoot so i'm like holy shit i've just walked am i the photographer for this real shoot for this shoot and so people walk up on me and they're asking me stuff and you know people you know telling me how like you know these are like assistants and some people that run with like russell simmons and stuff and I maybe you know I, so I'm like what in the, so I walk into like I'm more like scared to death you know and so man I get up in there and so like I started so it, it was a shoot that I didn't even know that Hitboy was gonna be there Hit Boy was a guy that, as a producer that works with Jay-Z, Beyonce and all these other people produced these other songs Niggas in Paris I think the Bow Down Bitches song by uh uh Beyonce and, uh, or sorry, maybe it's just bow down. Sorry. <laughs> but, um, um, so, you know, but his crew was there. So I'm taking pictures of them first. And then it was like, cool. And like, I'm going through my motions and I had never shot with these certain type of strobe lights they had. So I was kind of fucking up the pictures at first. And so I had to get it together. So, I, you know, I'm working through my head. I get it together and, you know, we do these shoots. And so, uh i'll do these shoots with these each individual guys and then in walks hit boy and so it was like whoa shit you know this guy won a grammy man like you know working with jay-z and kanye west and so i'm like taking pictures in there and you know you know taking pictures of him and you know he's walking in and then he's pretty cool he like introduced himself real properly seemed like a real you know just decent dude man he you know, we exchanged, you know, hellos and stuff like that, and so then I started taking pictures of him, and he started getting hyped, liking the pictures, and you know, like, oh, shit, you know what I'm saying, and so I'm like, what, you know, nobody even, you know, people back home, you know, I was just kind of like, okay, whatever, man, so it's like, that moment with Hit Boy was like, nah, hell no, nah. oh, no, nah, hell no, nah. I'm going, I'm going for this shit, you know what I'm saying, some dude that just run the Grammy, like, really feeling my, let me see the pictures, dog, you know what I'm saying, I'm just fly as fuck, you know, kicking his shit to me, and I'm just like, what, and so, you know, it wasn't like, I didn't know I was good at photography or anything, it was just like, I just wasn't expecting him to really just enjoy himself, he was like, enjoying himself to shoot, and like, working with me and it was just, I had never worked in no professional setting like that. That was the first time. So like from that point on, I I, I never felt myself do this into that moment, but I changed. Like, you know, I had like, I changed. Um, I, you know, I wanted it. I wanted to build something for myself. And so, man, I'm running out L, through LA hungry not eating sour patch kids for lunch or dinner any day sometimes you know I it was weird because sometimes like sometimes I ate steak sometimes I give from Outback Steakhouse sometimes I ate sour patch kids man and uh uh you know I uh I was going through the emotions of just trying to survive I was learning the city and meeting people I it wasn't like I just nobody just began to know me out there but I just had a general just sense of just flowing through my day and just having good like contact with people and so you know I'm going through all of this and talking about all this stuff in this way to say you know going to LA and doing that and then I was able to meet a guy who was the head of Vidal Sassoon's beauty schooler I believe his name was Alan Benfield Bush and well, he was at that point. I don't know if he was at that point, but he was. He was a big deal through, like, the 60s or the 70s. He was, like, Paul Mitchell's mentor or something like that. And um, he, I was in his house hanging out there doing photo shoots with him. It was like, you know, it was like, wow, man, hanging out by the pool, shooting the shit with him, talking. And I'm like, what the Jesus? Oh, my God, I got to do this. You know, I like this. It wasn't even about money or popularity. I just, it just confirmed for me how I was feeling Probably one went there like I had to do this and uh it felt good to be confirmed and it felt good to be able to be around like-minded people I remember when I was hanging out there at that shoot uh, doing a shoot with Alan. um uh, there was this guy there and he was like player as hell too I think he was a Mexican guy he had the real long hair with the uh you know was it like a leather vest on he was like damn he looks like somehow you know like like he looked like just straight out to 70s player styles and you know I'm talking to him and he was one of the guys that did the hair for um did the uh, the beauty work for Titanic. I I mean uh, the the uh the hairdos and everything. he had something to play with the role in doing that And it was just meeting these people and talking and it, to me i'm not a person about like status or oh I, i'm just interested i'm just like wow like what was that like i have questions i'm talking i'm genuinely interested i don't really cared about taking that i know you or because oh i know you and people don't it's like i was just more like that's just some gnarly shit man and um so from that point in going to la i was just chasing my dreams, and, like, new to it, not learning, not knowing all you have to learn and put into, and I started trying to build this photography, like, uh, the, I don't know, just photography, just, like, onslaught, where it was just, like, and I think I pretty did, like, if you go to Ronald Applin, uh, Ronald, and last name, dot com, and go to codename Safe, I did this series of shots with women to where it was about the underworld and and how women were you know and not like you know just like assassins criminals thieves magical things and like women knowing like martial arts and all kinds of stuff man I had just went through this creative process of trying to create a movie world and um I don't you know I think I did it, you know, and it was pretty cool. And, you know, it just drove me to want to create something. After creating Codename Safé, that was really teaching me. Like, I, now I see why all the photographers go with Vogue or sign out creative agencies because, like, I had to fund all the clothing. Like, people don't, you know, I don't know people, you know, then, you know, but my photo shoots, you know, they, like, I got to pay for the clothes. And, like, me, I do everything. I don't do everything, I conceptualize everything. I do take the pictures but like i pose the models i tell them the emotion the thought you know i tell them to, i tell the makeup artist the direction of the makeup the hair um i got to pay for the clothes i got to pay for the shoes you know pay the model if that's what's going on i got to pay you know it it's like it's the production and so i start learning that jeez it takes money time and not just you know I was like a kid where I just wanted it. And when I didn't want it, sometimes I couldn't get it. I'd just be pissed or sometimes I'd be in a bad attitude and going through all of that stuff. But not really just understanding that um, uh, dream chasing is a process that you just have to respect. That's the thing, especially living in um, where I'm from, because like people are creative here. Some of the most creative people i ever met from like come from the like i've met like come from like the midwest and stuff sometime and just you know artists and you know singers you know just a lot of talented people here but i've always had a beautiful sometime in the midwest especially where i'm from like in ohio and especially smaller places like Dayton, ohio is that there was just never really um any cultivation to where you know, you can go a place and you can meet people. It was almost like it's always just kind of been clicky, not cultivation. Like, you know, we got this, we only you know, mess with these people and then you gotta do something to get in. And I was, you know, as far as me, when I fell in love with creativity, I just wanted, you know, I, I decided to be a student. I just want to learn. I'm not at the top of my creativity game. I'm, at the bo- I'm not at the bottom of it. I'm at the point of always, you know, learning. And growing, and you know what I'm saying, and like you know, and uh creativity just really keeps me humble in that way because I really want to be good at it. In order to be good, you just got to be the student in some way, and so you got to learn. And uh, you know, uh Gene Tracing has made me the brokest I've probably ever been in my life. I'm a person that everybody thought was going to go to school, and I was like a nerd, and you know, did, you know? get a job and i just realized too i can't do any you know dream chasing made me realize a lot of things about the type of man that i was and like or the type of person that i was just in general and so you know i start realizing like you know i can't sit at a desk I can't help somebody build their dreams and I would listen I'm also I'm a listener and people I've met a lot of people in their 60s particularly that would just be like man I realized I should have did this I should have took care of my children I should have did what I wanted to do I should have did things my way I shouldn't put all my time into this and I would just be listening to these people or even if the conversation wasn't about towards me I'm like I don't want that so I was a person that also made a very you know strong notion you know that made a very strong decision towards the notion of like betting on myself I'm going to bet on me even if I'm dumb even if I'm slow even if I look bad even if I'm broke I'm going to bet on me and uh that was something also I really don't it comes with sometimes it's you know it's sting but you know it stings but when you, if you take a loss or whatever but betting on me taught me so much about confidence and you know like, you know, loving myself dealing with myself when I go through a loss or even when I go through a win. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I've gone through so many personal growths trying to pursue, I guess what they say, be an entrepreneur or anything like that. But dream chasing is one of the best things that happened to me while also being one of the most stressed out parts of my life. And I wouldn't change it any other way. You know, I've been, you know, I think sometimes my dynamic that hurts me is that, uh, the that, that dynamic, that, that dynamic that not that hurts me, that gets me the most, or again, it used to hurt my feelings is, you know, not being able, uh, when things change between, like, like you know, like, the people you know or people you care about or if people don't understand that, you know, you've become, you've changed and you're handling yourself different. And because I was pursuing my dreams, like, all while dealing with a lot of depression and, like, being real fucked up for my mom dying. I always had a um, real crazy situation with my home life with my child. Um um, I just had like a lot of different things going on. I was broke. Um, I was dealing with like like really bad esteem issues from that too. Like I didn't think I was gonna be broke. I had plenty, you know, I thought I was just gonna wonder boy through it and then life kinda punched me in my chest straight up styles and would hit me with the like go out there and like like and show that you like that you worth it. And uh I'm glad that hurt, but when I had to go through those phases, but I'm really glad of that too. So Dream Chasing is a is an oxymoronic thing. I was like, you know, sometimes I'm more ex- obsessed in that than the success of it, you know. And even then, even in success, like, I come in a certain way where you have to continue to dream chase it. Because, you know, I always was like, you know, one person that I know that, you know, people probably going to smacked their lips at me, but Drake, you know, he's somebody that, like, if you look at his career coming in, like, just a, you know, actor, and then coming in as this kind of quiet, nice dude, and then, like, fully just catching stride until, like, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, becoming Champagne Poppy and shit, you know, I was just like, damn, dog, like, I don't know what you did, I, you know, I wasn't as much, I liked his music and supported it, and, um, but I was just always, like, kind of like, damn, dog, like, what, what, it'd be nice to hear you know you know to hear like you know like what the you know i know he doesn't talk about it like about his personal life but it'd be interesting to hear like man what you know about the ride and the journey from like you know where he was to where he is because it's like he it was definitely uh a journey you know and uh and it was definitely like beefing with people you know all kinds of crazy stuff and having to, you know, stand his ground or just, like, you know, him wanting to, you know, pursue his, you know, his his dream, like, at, you know, at any cost, and, you know, it's just, you know, I, that's just, I just think, like, I just always am entranced by that with people and how they're still navigating that, and so I guess that, you know, I'm always so interested in, like, how, like, you know, people, it doesn't have to just be celebrities, but dream chasing is just a an interesting thing to me and concept and uh and the things that people go to through the homelessness the pain the success the ups the downs you know I've really you know been through so many crazy things trying to chase like my dreams in so many crazy spots and you know broken in what I ever thought I was going to be and you know and, and, you know, and and I, it's not even about, like, the money. It's just, like, you know, a lot of time it'd be pressure because I got, like, a kid and stuff. And I provide for my kid and do for him. But, you know, I just, uh, I don't know. I guess it's, you know, it's just, like, it's pressure, too, you know. And I'm 35 years old. I was born in 85. So I'm just at the age, too, where you start, like, I don't feel old. And I don't have any potential you know, plans on, like, getting old anytime, like, soon, like, you know, in a sense of just, like, I still want to stay adventurous, young, confident, you know, swaggy. I still got to move. I want to be, like, mature about it, but, like, I still want to be youthful, even though no matter how mature I get, I don't want to give up my youthfulness in a uh, in sense of, like, Not even, like, how I look, just how I navigate mentally and emotionally through, like, you know, my confidence, my esteem. I would like to stay, like, bounce back You know, I want to be able to bounce back. I want to be able to be tough. I want to be able to believe in myself and try new things. I don't want to get, like, old mentally is what I'm saying. And uh, and, uh, getting old is just making me run. Damn, you got to have, like, certain shit straight for yourself and all of that, so it's just an interesting ride i think that probably the biggest thing you know the biggest thing for me i think and not even this with the money because a lot of time i don't care about like money because i don't care about how somebody's going to rule me and so you know or how i have to be who i have to be and what i have to be is like way more important to me than like just getting to the money first and uh i don't know dream chasing has really become a uh uh, just like, you know, like the story of my life, like, you know, and like, you know, keeping up no matter what. Like, you know, that, you know, and I'm talking pain. I'm tired of this shit. I don't even want to think about this shit. This shit ain't doing nothing for me. You know, all of that shit going through all those motions or the points where it's so sweet. This life is so sweet because of what you're doing, the beauty of it and all of that. I go through a lot of different, you know. I've been through a lot of different thoughts and emotions and uh, pursuing things, and it's just like, you know, I think there should be more, like, a lot of the, I wish that successful people that have, you know, that have built something genuinely successful should really have, like, podcasters or outlets that genuinely, like, talk to people about the emotions they went through on their journey, and then after they got, to their destination how the journey continued you know but in you know in whatever way it did because like a lot of the time you know I think that's the one thing I kind of hate about pursuing dreams is that it's like it's like you know you don't always like you have you kind of like on your own and then, then the one thing you have to do is either kiss people's ass or you know let's get let's talk about the ass kissing thing because like that's one thing I guess probably why I'm not a favorite amongst people is like I'm not you know I don't understand Why people are so into people putting their teeth near their ass. You know, uh, anybody knows me, I don't want you kissing my ass because I don't trust anybody enough to put their teeth near my ass and expect nothing to go wrong at some point. I'm not putting my teeth near anybody's ass, and I don't want it in return. And please, no, and so, you know, it seems like you got to be able to make your living off of getting into a circle and, a, and not always just kissing ass, just, in a, and if it's in a, and it's in a lesser way, it's more like appeasing people, things. And I, you know, and then a lot of time to maybe get information or maybe get away or, you know, I don't, you know, I've always just been, I don't think people should be telling me, Hey man, here's the secret and all that. I'm not even, you know, I just think it's kind of like sometimes getting information as far as not, like, about what you're doing, information about innovation, information about, you know, I don't know, like, how to get jobs or whatever. Sometimes you're just kind of, like, on your own, and it's always kind of up to you to kind of, you know, I don't know, because you could, you know, because I've had where I've gotten information from people, and I thought that they were decently knowledgeable. And then you meet somebody else, and they're like, what the hell are you talking about? Like that's outdated, you know. Or so a lot of the times, like it's really important that you get with the right people, and you know, so that you are not misled by information or misled by ignorance, or then that makes your business or your journey like slower or harsher. So I'm not talking about things should be handed out. It's just like it's like a draw, like a, like you're rolling dice with this whole business thing every day. Like the people you talk to, the things you associate yourself with or the people you do, it's just like, oh, like, it has to be really, you got to really, like, pay attention to it. And uh, a lot of the time, if, you know, if you're new to something, you know, you know, you don't, always knows so you know it's I don't like that and I think I, I'm cool with that now because I feel like I'm mature enough to be a disciple like you know as we would say like bullshit ass people or whatever but when I was younger I wish I knew that that's something I'm speaking of for when I was younger just being able to have a strong source I guess of mentorship or information without having to go through a bunch of crazy ass even if it's just from YouTube videos and all of that stuff a lot of time the YouTube videos turn to like especially when YouTube was taking off or even now it's like a little bit too sing-songy or trying to pull you into a product or branding or personality like a lot of the time I want, you know, like information. I know a guy that's good for that. Is that guy that uh what's his name? Uh, I forget his name, but it was who uh is the guy that the uh, Wolf of Wall Street was was about. Uh, you know, I don't, you know, when I I heard like a couple of times of him speaking And, you know, a couple of snippets on him saying stuff. And he's, like, got really good information. He doesn't—he's good at selling stuff, you can tell. But, like, in part of giving information, it's, like, concise, it's short, it makes sense. And it's, like, you know, I wish there was a lot more people that you didn't have to pay or go through all this other stuff just to get, you know, just genuine, strong information. And a lot of the time when you're young, you know, the only way to kind of get it is—I mean, in any general sense. But when I was young and broke, it's like, you mean I got to pay? Or I gotta like be of a certain status or just to get a certain- t- type of information, or, you know it would be frustrating, that's what I probably hate hated the most, you know being where I'm at now, I think dream chasing is just like uh who I am, even if I had a billion dollars, I'd still be um excuse me, I'd still be uh chasing dreams about trying to build something do something it's like I like the thrills almost like a gambler you know and I'm and I'm I don't I don't have a gambler problem I don't like losing and constantly betting but I do like betting on me I like betting on who I am I do like put myself in situations where I know I can rise to the occasion or have to learn to rise to the occasion and uh you know dream chasing keeps me I feel like young and so um I've been through, you know, it's, uh, you know, you know, I think, you know, I don't know. Like, you know, I think, you know, too, I always am interested when people make it and they, they didn't go do anything. It's like, how in the world is that possible? You know, some people just, I was at the supermarket and I was just i don't know walking and then somebody said you're a supermodel it's like what in the world like that is you just walked right into that one that's always interesting how that goes but i'm not you know i guess this podcast wasn't just to try to be about you know you know you know like i said it's never about anything in particular it's always decently all over the place and stuff but i'd like to just kind of wrap it up to the notion that you know Chasing your dreams is a um, is a pretty interesting thing, and I, I want to encourage anybody listening is to, you know, don't be ashamed of, if you want, I don't care if you want to make whatever it is you want to make or do, or who you want to be, I think it's, Healthy that you chase your dreams. I think that you should do them not in a way that puts you or in the people you love in danger. Anything. I think you should always take your time and plot it out, and you know put thought and you know care into the you know you know whatever you're trying to do. But don't be ashamed. Don't you know? Don't don't care about what people think. I sp- I think I wasted a lot of time, some time feeling embarrassed because I was like in a rough spot and all that, and you know sometimes people around you be doing well and i'm not a hater i don't do that but i just kind of like man i need to get my shit together bro jesus and you know but you know if you want you know you have to always realize that people chose a different path than you and uh you know if people you know if you see people with their fruits or if you see people and getting what they want i just always want to encourage people you know to uh to stick with yourself you know what I'm saying and don't hate you know don't be jealous just I'm more so saying don't beat up on yourself don't rush yourself don't you know if you set out to do something and you know maybe after you've completed it you know and if you want to move on or stop but don't stop in the middle of your process or your journey get to the end of it and then like from there success or no success see how you feel you know, do you feel happy? Do you feel complete? Do you feel encouraged? And I know for me, like chasing my dreams, it's like gave me a whole different relationship with myself that I'll always appreciate. I could never walk away from the appreciation that I have of myself. And um, that's what gives me the motivation. But, you know, you know, I've been dream chased my whole life. So um, I hope this was just a good rambling for people to, you know, just probably encourage or And give some information about myself as, you know, to what, you know, and definitely take, you know, I wanted to take a break from, like, talking about the, you know, the kind of crappy things about life with the racism or, you know, hood and stuff like that. I just, a little information about myself or, you know, a little throw out there about, you know, how I feel about dreams and dream chasers. And I believe uh, what dreams is what make a man. I don't believe anything you have makes you, and we are like, I don't, I'm a person, I live by this notion. I am not moved by anything, like, you know, especially any, any like, you know, I'm not moved by, like, man-made systems or man-made notions. I, like, you know, and, and if it is, it's, like, um, the only thing that trips me out man-made is the, you know, pyramids or whatever, you know, the great pyramids, but outside on, on some just, like you know, this is whatever, you know, just some system that people, it's not, I don't want to be disrespectful. I don't like, you know, societal norms and all that stuff. Like, nah, I'm not trying to crap on anybody and what they believe in, but I do, you know, want to walk in the fullness of myself in the, in the, you know, in the bravado of myself. And I just, you know, pursuing my dreams gives me that. And, you know, I hope everyone, you know, genuinely if you have a dream I think you, you should pursue it I think you should go on and you know even if it's on the side even if it's 10 minutes a day you put towards it I think it's like exercise we exercise our body I think we have to exercise like the internal workings of ourself and the expressional points of ourself I don't think it has to be emotional I think it can be intellectual it can be a lot of different things but I think that you know like you don't have to even want to be rich at it just chase something that just makes you feel like you're alive that makes you feel like you know you're you know you're 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 the only you He looking for a blessing though your problems be looking for a blessing He looking for a blessing though your problems so bus I'm yeah. 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 yeah.